Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great day so far. If you want to check me out, you can go to my website, Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle.net. That's links to everything concerning my career, all my social media, links to all my video content, audio content. Go to Tuttle.net. If you want to check out my videos, you can go to TuttleTV.com. That'll take you directly to my YouTube page. Make sure you subscribe and hit that little bell button so you're alerted anytime I go live or put something up new on my YouTube page. I would love to hear from you. You can email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. If you want to help out and, and help out the cause, you can do that by going to my PayPal account. Go to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. I don't care what it is, even if it's a dollar. I know everybody's out of work right now. They're saving their money, but anything you can do will be greatly, greatly appreciated. That's paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. On today's show, we got coming up Florida checkpoints, how people uh, from New York are going to be checked on I-10 and 95 uh, coming from New York here to the state of Florida. Uh, We're going to talk about how the Empire State Building freaked out a lot of people last night. There's a rent strike in our country taking shape and how a lot of people are getting behind it and how uh, crime might be on the uptick because a lot of inmates are getting released and we might see unemployment numbers that we haven't seen since the Great Depression. But first, a Tampa pastor is got arrested for ignoring the social distancing policies by having church on a Sunday. Good evening. The Tampa Bay pastor posted his bond in Hernando County. It was only 500 bucks because he's charged with two misdemeanors. Now, let me first say I'm completely behind this guy. This guy needs to be arrested, but you're going to run into a lot of problems here when you start messing with somebody's religious freedom. And and I know this is going to be a big story. It's going to make it all the way probably, most likely, if I had to guess, to the Supreme Court. This jackass definitely need to be needed to be put in church because you want to know why he had church. It wasn't because, hey, we need to worship God. We need to, you know, tithe. That's exactly what he wanted. He was running out of money. Uh, This coronavirus is hurting his pocket. So he was like, fuck it. I'm going to have church. I don't give a damn. And I'm going to tell people it's because we're practicing religious freedom. The Hillsborough County Sheriff says he hopes this arrest will serve as a deterrent to stop any more large religious gatherings during the coronavirus pandemic. Tonight, Pastor Rodney Howard Brown is charged with unlawful assembly and violation of public health emergency rules. His reckless disregard for human life put hundreds of people in his congregation at risk and thousands of residents who may interact with them this week in danger. But Sheriff, Sheriff, we got God on our side. God's going to protect us from this COVID-19, a.k.a. the coronavirus. God wouldn't let anything happen to us. Bullshit. If God controls everything and God is almighty, why the hell is he letting this happen to you? Don't you guys pray enough? Don't you uh, repent for your sins? You guys should be protected. Why is God doing this to you if you go to church every single day and mark out to his ass? The live stream of the Sunday morning service showed the river at Tampa Bay Church packed with hundreds of parishioners. Hours later, eight on your side's camera was rolling as car after car returned to the church for evening prayer. Shame on this pastor 
their legal staff and the leaders of this church for forcing us to do our job. You know, I've heard of this uh, sheriff. I've never met him before, but I've heard nothing but great things, and he's a kick-ass sheriff. He definitely needs to be the sheriff for a lifetime. If he's willing to go after a pastor for not obeying the laws, this guy is going to throw everybody in jail, and he's kick-ass. Eagle 8 HD flying over the pastor's home before Hernando County deputies arrested him there this afternoon. How awesome would it have been if this pastor would have resisted arrest and they would have had to sick the dog on him or, you know, kind of beat him or, or hit him with the uh, flying fish hooks right in the chest. That would have been the best piece of news video of all time if they would have lit this dude up with the stun gun. The religious civil liberties law firm representing the pastor called the actions of law enforcement discriminatory against religion and church gatherings. Listen, with the technology we have today, you could have easily have done your sermon. You could have had church. You could have done it online. People could have donated through PayPal or or donated through any of these money services that are online now. It's easily could be done. These pastors need to get on board with the technology and social media stuff that we have going today because you would be able to still have your sermon, have church, even if stuff like this happens. You know, the the, the churches that are really, really set up are the drive-in ones. I don't know if this is just a Florida thing, but if you drive around, you'll see a lot of these drive-in uh, congregations where you don't even have to go into the church. You hear the service right in your car, and it's amazing, just like with the drive-in movie theaters. Right now, they're killing it. They're making money hand over fist. Our goal here is not to stop anyone from worshiping. But the safety and well-being of our community must always come first. I'm sorry, Sheriff, but they don't give a fuck about anybody in their congregation. I mean, the only thing they care about is, hey, we might lose a couple. Uh, That's the only way that they're going to take this seriously. If you basically tell them and basically explain to them, hey, if your congregation dies, man, that's going to be less money you're going to be getting on a weekly basis, man. Open up your eyes. Be smart. Work smart, man. You could lose people, but they, in all seriousness, they really don't give a damn. They care about the money that's lining their pockets, and that's the only thing they fucking care about. On Facebook Live Sunday night, Pastor Howard Brown told his thousands of followers. So I'm not, again, negating that people are dying from the coronavirus. We're not, we're not saying that. We're just saying that the thing is blown totally way out of proportion. Other faith leaders in Tampa Bay are preaching a different message during this pandemic. And we value the importance of social distancing and more important, protecting our parishioners. Make sure that they are not in harm's way. You wouldn't be seeing this shit going on in a black church because you know that congregation isn't fucking showing up. They'll they'll do that shit another day, man. But you're not going to see a black church opening up on, on one of these coronavirus pandemic days. They'll be like, hey, God God completely understands, man. God's going to take a rain check for his brother. Or that they spread this uh, deadly disease throughout the community. I'm just telling you now, this isn't the last you've heard of this story. You know that this church is going to be like, hey, you know what, guys? We're not getting a lot of money coming in on the collection place, so let's sue the fuck out of the Hernando County. I think that's where he's from. The Hernando County Sheriff's Office for denying our our religious right to congregate and worship God. The Empire State Building standing with workers on the front lines. Last night, the building lit up in bright red with a spinning light on the mass.
If you've not had a chance to check out this video of the Empire State Building looking like an ambulance light on top of one of the ambulances, it is creepy as hell, especially with the streets of Manhattan being deserted and nobody being there. I don't know if you've ever been to New York before, but on a regular day, you cannot walk down the street without bumping into somebody. Times Square at least has a couple thousand people in Times Square 24 hours a day. This place is absolutely deserted. And just that strobing red light going across the city from the Empire State Building, the only thing that I could think of was the purge siren. I don't know if you've watched the movie The Purge, but they would play this siren right before everybody started fucking killing everybody. This is exactly the only thing that I could hear in my head while I was looking Looking at this red strobing light on top of the iconic Empire State Building. Resembling a siren, the light display being called the heartbeat of America. Officials say it will keep shining every night until this battle against the virus is won. Good job by the Empire State Building right there. Once Maybe you guys need to give your citizens of Manhattan or New York a little bit of a heads up because I know from what I was reading on social media, a lot of the people didn't even know that the Empire State Building could do such a thing. So with everything going on, with everybody being on edge, and especially with New York being the epicenter of the coronavirus right now around the world, just maybe give your your citizens and, and the people that live in your great city a little bit of a heads up. You know, guys, it's been really, really hard. I know a lot of you guys are probably getting tired of hearing about the coronavirus on the news, your favorite radio show, TV station, and even my podcast. Listen, guys, I try every single day to find news stories that are not coronavirus related, but it's virtually impossible, man. I've done show prep for some of the biggest radio shows across Central Florida, and I'm really, really good at doing show prep, but I'm telling you, there is nothing dog piss willy when it comes to news that's not related to the coronavirus, but I was able to find one. A resident of western U.S. state of Washington was arrested following a high-speed chase that left, that left officers dumb Founded after they found that the man's pit bull was behind the wheel. Yes, this is a true story. It's off a legitimate news site, yahoonews.com, so I know that it's real. The incident unfolded Sunday afternoon after police received calls about a driver hitting two vehicles in an area south of Seattle and then speeding away. State Trooper Heather Axman told uh, the AP, she said the emergency service subsequently got multiple call calls about a car traveling erratically at more than 100 miles per hour. Now, I got to understand, how the fuck does a dog drive with, you got to be able to touch the pedals and the brakes. Axman said that the officers gave chase. They got close to the vehicle, which was a 1996 Buick, of course, a white trash car. And you know, only white trash people own pit bulls and were shocked to see a pit bull in the driver's seat 
and a man steering and pushing the gas pedal from the passenger side. Okay, listen, the dog was not driving. The dog was just sitting in the driver's seat. The owner was still steering and hitting the gas in the brake. The pursuit ended after the police deployed spike strips. Oh, fuck. You guys deployed spike strips on a goddamn pit bull. Uh, 51-year-old Alberto Tito. Nope, not white trash. Not white trash at all. I'm sorry. I apologize to all meth white trash meth heads out there. I didn't mean to stereotype. It was a Spanish guy. Uh, he was booked on multiple felonies, including driver uh, driving under the influence of drugs. Uh, what drug do you think he was on? Uh, basalt, maybe? Uh, I don't know. Acid. If you're going to let your dog drive, you definitely have to be on acid. Uh, when we took him into custody, he admitted to our troopers that he was trying to teach his dog to drive. Yeah, it was acid, peyote, or mushrooms for sure. Uh, one of the troopers said, I've been a trooper for almost 10 years, and I've had a lot of a lot of excuses when I've arrested people or pulled uh, people over, but I've never had an excuse that the dog was driving. Axman said the female pit bull was not aggressive towards him. What if the pit bull, you know, PETA would have been all over the Washington State Highway Patrol if this dog would have been aggressive and would have been resisting, if they would have lit him up with the flying fish hooks once again in my previous news story I brought that up I'd rather see that fucking pastor lit up by the the taser instead of the pit bull but could you imagine if they would have shot the pit bull or something like that they would have been calling it like canine related violence police violence towards canines and think about this in dog years technically dogs would only have to be three years old to be able to drive to be able to get a driver's license so uh, it's just one of those stories I wanted to share with you because it wasn't coronavirus related. Gentlemen, my name's Joe Exotic and this is Sarge. Tiger King. It's the number one streaming program on Netflix. Now, if you are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of these social media platforms, all you fucking hear about is Tiger King. Tiger King this, Tiger King that. And this is what social media does in our society in present day. People have this mob mentality they see something trending and they want to be in on the end crowd. So, hey, I'm going to watch Tiger King. And, and I'll even admit this and, and say this. I think most of the people haven't even seen the goddamn documentary. They're just going on their social media platforms like Twitter and Facebook saying they saw it because they want to fit in. They want to be a part of the end crowd. And you know what? I refuse to watch this show. I, I'm i not going to like go into the mob mentality just because everybody is saying that this show is amazing. And and you know, you know what? I think a lot of this happens because, you know, later on in this story, you're going to hear them say it's Netflix's number one streaming show. You know what? I would not put it past Netflix, Netflix to create all these accounts, to tweet about it 
it, drum up a lot of uh, talk about it on Twitter and Facebook so that it starts trending. People are going to see it, and it's going to have this social media snowball effect, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. That that making a murder show, that was the same thing. Everybody was into that making a murder show. There's so many of these documentaries that people jump on because they want to be a part of the end crowd. <laughs> and while most of the seven-part series focuses on the imprisoned Oklahoma zookeeper known as Joe Exotic, Carol Baskin, owner of Tampa's Big Cat Rescue, is also prominently featured. Now, like I said, I have not seen this show, but I see a lot of people posting stuff on social media, Twitter and Facebook. And this woman that they're talking about is from the Tampa area, I think. Uh, but in the in the documentary, there, I, from from what I know, she was like hanging out on Nebraska Avenue. And if you're not familiar with that uh, area, Nebraska area, or Nebraska Avenue is notorious for hookers and drug addicts, complete white trash, ghetto type people. So I wouldn't put it past this bitch if she would have murdered her husband and fed her to one of her big cats. It's the perfect way to get rid of them. I, I mean, I don't know about the bones. I know if pigs eat bones, uh, pigs are able to digest pretty much most of the bones. I, I, I learned that from the movie uh, Snatch from Bricktop because he used to feed people he would kill to a bunch of hungry pigs. And he had this big speech in the movie Snatch about how the, it pretty much uh, pigs digest everything that they eat. Carol is the mother Teresa of cats. Including accusations that she killed her former husband, Don Lewis. Lewis went missing in 1997 and has never been found. Today on Twitter, Hillsborough County Sheriff Chad Cronister wrote that since Tiger King is all the rage, he thought it was a good time to ask for new leads on the cold case. Baskin and her current husband, Howard, say they were duped by Tiger King's producers into thinking the series would be about stopping the abuse of big cats. Sorry, guys. That's on you, buddy. You got to know that these TV producers have that Jerry Springer mentality, and they're going to use you and spit you out. They don't give a damn about what you want the documentary about. They're going to shape it and control the narrative to make you look like the white trash that you are. As far as I can tell, their only goal was to make something as inflammatory and salacious as possible so that Netflix would pay the millions for it. Now that the heat's turned up on you, you're going basic heat reversal and you're trying to play it like you're the victim. Now, we were the ones that were lied to and taken advantage of and they spun the story to make us look like my current wife had killed her ex-husband. You got to deal with it, man. You guys decided to sign up for this. Now take your medicine. Lewis's van was found at a private airport in Pasco County. Deputies searched Big Cat Rescue and even went to Costa Rica looking for leads. Anyone who spends an hour with Carol would come away knowing that there was no way she had any involvement in Don's disappearance and that the vicious rumors that were spread by his family are absolute nonsense stuff about 
meat grinders and, and septic tanks. They definitely need to look at this guy. Maybe they were dating before Carol, whatever her name is, got divorced from her previous husband. Listen to him. He has no emotion, which is the true key sign of a serial killer. There's no way my wife Carol could have done this. She is a sweet, kind-hearted woman, even though she was hanging out on Nebraska Avenue. There's no way she could have killed her husband. And I don't even know why I'm bringing up septic tanks and meat grinders. That's the first thing that the sheriff needs to look into because this guy probably and basically told you how they dispose of the body with a meat grinder and hit it in a septic tank. The sheriff's office says they haven't gotten any new tips since Tiger King became a hit. Big Cat Rescue says Baskin isn't doing any interviews at this time, but they do hope someone will come forward with information on what happened to Lewis. I know exactly what happened to Lewis. He was turned into tiger shit because they fed they fed his body parts to the goddamn tiger. The tiger's digestive tract turned it into tiger shit. Case closed. Unless you can do DNA tests on, on tiger defecation, uh, it's pretty much you gotta let him walk on this one. I'm sorry. I love you guys and um, this is always be my baby. On yesterday's podcast, I played audio from Dave Grohl, Billy Joe Armstrong, as well as Billy Eilish. Uh, a lot of these musicians broadcast live and performed straight from their house, and the audio was not the greatest. Dave Grohl's was the worst. Billy Joel had pretty good audio. Billy Eilish, that bad guy song, is just too silent. She's not even singing. She's basically, you know, talk singing. But uh, I brought this up, and I got to tell you, Mariah Carey still has it. I, I've i never been like the biggest fan of hers, but you got to give her credit. And this song, uh, You'll Always Be My Baby, brings me straight back to maybe, I, I don't know what year this was. It could have been uh, freshman year of high school or eighth grade for me, but I remember this song and there was a lot of urban legends that I heard about Mariah Carey that uh, with her voice because she can hit those high pitches that she could open up a, a garage door with her voice or break glass. I, I could believe the glass one. I, I, I think that's an urban legend about her hitting high pitches and being able to open Open up a garage door. I gotta say, the bitch still has it. The bitch still has it. I mean, think about this, guy. She's doing this from her house. This really isn't a uh, professional recording studio. You know, one of the reasons that I really probably don't care for her is because she d- decided to marry that poser, Nick Cannon. And and you know what, Mariah? Nick Cannon made you a victim because when you try to diss Eminem in a diss track, he's opening you up as fair game. And Eminem is a verbal assassin. And you got to know that M was coming straight for your ass thanks to your husband Nick Cannon that you would always be mine now you wanna be free so I'm letting you fly 
you mariah carey has more street cred than nick cannon and you want to know what nick cannon is a hundred percent african-american and mariah is mixed she's mulatto she is half white half black and she has more street cred than nick cannon because mariah's got all these you know professional black singers uh, backing her up and harmonizing with you i don't think anybody from the black community would even touch nick cannon with a 10-foot fucking pole I mean, I gotta give Mariah props at her age. What is she's gotta be late forties, maybe early fifties? Hell, she could be even in her mid fifties, but she can still fucking sing, and I think she can still hit the high notes. Uh, I, I don't think she was gonna show that off in this clip, but I gotta say, just from that, her singing out of her home studio, it sounded amazing. Now, in this next story, a lot of people have been really, really concerned concerned about this. Uh, I think today is the first. I mean, the first might be tomorrow. I don't know. With this whole quarantine and not going out, I've pretty much lost track of days, and I'm pretty good about keeping up with my days. But this is something that I could get behind. A lot of people, rent is coming up due, and a lot of these people are trying to start this movement of a rent strike across the country. And, And I think a lot of people we're going to get behind this, but I think these landlords and people that own these rental properties really don't have that much of a choice. I don't think that it should be left up to the people that are your landlords or, or people that own the apartment that you're living in. This needs to be put on the banks, the mortgages that they hold. They're the ones that are responsible because think about this, guys. Yes, you're not going to pay your rent, but your, your owner, the guy that owns your property is still responsible and beholden to these mortgage companies, and they're going to be in the same boat as you are. So I think this is something we need to go forward and go after the banks and the mortgage companies, and they're the ones that should be able to let us off and give us a little bit of a break. Hell, we fucking bailed you guys out during the housing bubble and the recession, the Great Recession in 2008, after all you guys were writing these fucking bad loans. You guys are the ones that put us in this situation back in 2008, and we bailed you out. Our government bailed you out. We're the taxpayers, or we're the ones that are giving the government that bailed you out the money to be able to do that. So, you know what? It's time for you guys to return the favor and take care of the American citizens. But you know what? They're not going to do it because they are heartless bastards, and they They don't give a fuck about you. I don't think they pretty much have a choice. What are they going to do? Pretty much kick everybody out? I don't think they're going to do that. I think the mortgage companies are going to just have to eat this one. Normally when you get off at a bus stop, you're expected to see advertisements. 
but not at this bus stop on South Grand. There is this sign that alerts St. Louis rent strike April 1st. As long as the virus afflicts the city and the world, we aren't paying our rent or mortgages. Please do not think that you're going to get away without paying your rent during this coronavirus pandemic because they're going to get you on the back end. Back end. Yes, you might not have to pay it during this pandemic, but please do not think that the uh, these mortgage companies or your landlord isn't going to add it on the back end. You're going to be paying it some way or another. They, they might spread it out over a couple of months to make up the shortfall, but you're going to be paying it one way or the other. And it's no April Fool's joke. The strike is happening um, out of necessity because so many folks have uh, been laid off and they have no other choice. Kyle Coffrin is clear. Due to hardship with COVID-19, he doesn't plan on paying his rent come the first of the month. I mean, who really pays their rent on the first of the month? I, whenever I was a homeowner or I've rented an apartment, I always tried to push that shit as far back as I could. Sometimes I would wait until they would either text or call me and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot. It's in the mail. I would, I would, then I would send it. I would try to buy enough days possible as I could. This effort to stiff landlords come as a response to the hardships the coronavirus is putting on people who are now without a steady income. Even though Congress has a $1,200 check being sent to most Americans, some say that's just not enough. In some of these bigger cities, $1,200 is barely barely enough to be able to pay for rent. So, you know, yes, it's nice to get a little bit of free money, but you know what? Uh, that $1,200 is like pissing in the ocean. Everyone may be stuck on hard times right now, but eviction lawyers like Matthew Chase advise against taking such drastic actions. Why is it that the landlord, who are mostly small and mid-sized businessmen, why are they supposed to now not get paid for their property being rented. I mean, that's why it brought up earlier. This should be going to the banks and the mortgage companies. We bailed these, these scumbags out back in 2008 because they were the ones that were writing all the bad loans and put us in the Great Recession. It was all their fault. We bailed them out for causing their own problem. How is that possible? Only in America, the only country in the world that would bail out the people that were the cause of the situation in the first place. Millions of Americans already out of work as a result of the coronavirus pandemic. Last story before I go, and this kind of relates to not for people not being able to pay their rent. Uh, they're talking that our unemployment rate could reach as high as 31 percent, which would be higher than the unemployment rate back during the Great Recession. And the Federal Reserve says it could get worse. The agency says our unemployment rate could top what we saw during the Great Depression. Economists from the Fed's St. Louis office took a look at the numbers and projected that coronavirus-related job losses could total 47 million. That is a lot of people. That's a lot of fucking people. And, you know, a lot of people 
people are like, oh, this coronavirus ain't going to be that bad. It's going to kill just a little bit more than a flu. What you guys, what you idiot, what you mouth-breathing imbeciles do not realize is you forget about these secondary problems, these secondary issues that come from pandemic. Uh, You know, a couple weeks ago, I mentioned on the podcast, I had my dad pull out all of his guns for protection. And my dad was like, why you want me to pull out my guns? And I said, dad, think about this. All right. They're already releasing a lot of inmates out of jail because they're worried about the coronavirus spreading uh, in the jail system on top of the unemployment of being so high. When unemployment goes as high as it's predicted to do, a lot of good people that necessarily would not commit crimes uh, get desperate. When desperate people that have families that need to provide for their kids, I'm, I'm not a parent. I don't think I ever will be a parent, but I've talked to a lot of my friends. I've talked to them and I've asked them, what would you do if you lost your job? What would you do? What are you willing to do to feed your family and to provide for them? I don't want to compare this pandemic to The Walking Dead and think, oh, I'm comparing this to a zombie apocalypse. No, the most dangerous thing on The Walking Dead, if you watched it, is not the zombies. It's the people, the people that are desperate and want what you have and they're going to take it from you and that could happen here if the unemployment rate skyrockets because people get desperate. It doesn't make them bad people, but put yourself in their shoes, people. If you had a wife and a couple of kids you had to take care of, you would do anything to take care of them to make sure that they had shelter, food, medicine, everything they needed to to have to survive, you're going to do it for them. And you don't care who or what you have to hurt to do that because your only concern is your family. When added to those already without work, that would mean a 32.1% unemployment rate. It's a figure larger than the 24.9% unemployment rate we saw during the Great Depression. All right, guys, I didn't mean to end on a bad note. And like I said, guys, I'm really, really trying my hardest to find other news stories to talk about besides the coronavirus. I wish that there was a bounty of other news stories that I could talk about because I think that's one of the most important things about talk radio is to help people forget about their every day, mundane, shitty lives. Make people laugh just a little bit to take their mind off of their own everyday problems. And it's it's difficult. Guys, I'm struggling. I'm trying to find stuff to talk about and help you get your minds off of what we're going through in this country. But I'm just trying to be real. I'm trying to keep you informed. And I know some of the people out there are going to think, oh, Tuttle's chicken little. He's he's saying that the sky is falling. No. There is a perfect balance. I think there's people that worry too much and try to drive the fear in society. And then you got the people that don't take it serious enough. And they're the ones that are going out in crowds and meeting people and spreading this uh, disease, this virus. While we're in this pandemic, there needs to be a perfect middle ground, a perfect harmony that people can be in and, and go about their 
their everyday lives. This is going to be over with. I'm just trying to keep you guys involved and informed and try to give you my cynical, polarizing views on things. And hopefully it's entertaining. I would love to hear what you think. Email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. I'd like to hear what you're thinking about my podcast, what I've been doing with it during this pandemic, because I want to hear, like, are you liking it or are you hating it? If you're hating it, I'll stop doing it until this pandemic ends and come back in, uh, to some type of normalcy and do a regular show and try to be funny and entertaining for you guys. I want to do that. That's the type of radio I want to do. But I've had to make an audible and, 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 and you know, rewrite my playbook on what I'm doing right now. This is new to me. I mean, I've only worked in radio through a few tragedies. One of the greatest ones that I have ever been in was 9-11. I was fresh. I was a baby in the radio broadcasting uh, career, and and I had to deal with that. I saw how people were able to handle that and comfort their audiences, and that's what I'm trying to do. I hope you're liking it. Please email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. If you'd like to donate to the cause, you can do that. I really don't expect anything, but anything you can do for me would be greatly appreciated. Go to my PayPal, paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Guys, I really, really do hope that this ends soon so I can get back to doing fun radio that I'm used to. I hope you guys have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow.